What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday, it's time to take a look at my favorite plays this week. Unfortunately, two of my favorites did have their lines move prior to making the video. I really like Jalen Hurts, lower than 245 and a half passing yards at the Jets. Sam Howell, higher than 227 and a half passing yards at the Falcons. Both those lines moved by about 20 yards, and I don't think I would take what they are at now. Among the ones you can actually take now, uh, my favorite is Justin Fields, higher than 196.5 passing yards. He's gone higher than this mark in four of five games this season, and he's been on a roll recently. Now, he faced the Broncos, the Commanders these last two weeks, both those teams a little bit falling apart on defense. That's going to have something to do with it, but... While the Vikings are definitely getting better on defense, they're still not very good. And then even without Justin Jefferson, their offense is fully capable of putting up points, forcing the Bears to remain aggressive throughout the game. Like losing Justin Jefferson is awful for the offense, right? But they're not going to go out there and score eight points. You know, they're not going to do absolutely nothing. They're still going to put up points. They're going to force the Bears to play aggressive, and to throw the ball. Also, um, Fields been throwing the ball a lot more just on average this season. Even if you look at uh, the, the game they won, they won like, what, 40 to 20 last week. He was still throwing the ball plenty. You go back to last season. In games that they were winning, they were not throwing the ball at all. Then you look at this week, and you're like, okay, well, Cleo Herbert's out. He's going to miss a few weeks with that ankle injury. Um, unless Roshan practices today for me, yesterday for you guys, so you will actually know the status here. Unless he practices, he's not going to be out there either with a concussion. And so there is a world where Donta Foreman is their only half-decent running back, meaning they're probably not going to give him 30 carries this week. He's probably still going to be in the teens, even if he's their only back. And so that would make it even more likely that they aired out. Um, but even if, let's say, Roshan is active, if you're watching this and you're like, Nick, he practiced on Friday, he's probably going to play. Even given that, I like higher on 196 and a half passing yards. Him being out just makes it even better. And while we're on this game, right, you think about, okay, let's say that hits. What are other scenarios that need to happen or at least are likely to happen if that were to hit. If Fields is throwing for about 200 yards, where do we think those passing yards are going? Probably not to the secondary wide receivers. We just saw DJ Moore have a billion receiving yards and no one else scored a fantasy point on the wide receiver core. Like it is DJ Moore and then everyone else. The likelihood is he's not throwing that much to running backs, especially if Rosham were out. Foreman's not catching passes. His other backups aren't being used. And he'll throw to Cole Clement, but not for 150 yards, right? Like, DJ Moore is going to have plenty of yards if Fields is throwing for 200. So if you're taking higher on 196 for Fields, you should be taking higher on 59.5 for DJ Moore as well, especially given how do you attack the Vikings defense? Wide receivers. Wide receivers are the best way to attack that defense. That just correlates beautifully. You should be taking that. And then you think, okay, if those two things are happening, what is it force or what is it a result of, right? It can be forcing the Vikings to be pass heavy because if, you know, Chicago is hitting for deep plays or consistently doing well on offense, well, now the Vikings can't really just like continue to run the ball every play. They're going to have to be aggressive and throw it. But what could also happen is the Vikings could hit for some deep plays and force the Bears to throw it. Both of those two outcomes are Addison, 
Jordan Addison hitting for over 52.5 receiving yards is going to correlate into the passing offense being really good for the Bears. You're either hoping that the Vikings jump out to a lead with a big play from Addison or that the Bears were the one to jump out to the lead, throwing the ball with TJ Moore, and that they need to use Addison to come back. Um, I just think that without Jefferson, Osborne's good. I'm using Osborne my second flex spot this week in one of my leagues. I think he's going to have a larger role, but he's still not someone that's going to command a large target share. Like He's going to have more targets because you know someone that's averaging 10-11 targets per game is off the field, but he's not commanding a lot of targets. I don't think... Brandon Powell is commanding a lot of targets. Hawkinson will, but they'll be so close to the line of scrimmage that he'll need a lot for them to really continue moving down the field. So they're going to have to use Addison to you know, get the ball downfield, and he's their best wide receiver even this point in his career. And so he'll command a lot more targets. I just think those three correlate really well together. I put all three of them together. Looking outside this game. I really like Nico Collins. Um, Tank Dell, it's another situation where you all know and I don't. I think Tank Dell is much more unlikely to play this week than Roshan. But again, check practice reports on Roshan and on Tank Dell. But I don't think Tank Dell is going to play this week. And if he is missing this game, Nico's in line for a really nice target share. He's at 19.25% in the season. But... I mean, he could approach 23, 24% in this game if they don't have tanked out. It doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to go out there and have like a 40% target share, but any growth over 20%, and he's going much higher than his projection underdog right now. Um, on the season, he's at 19.25% target share, 18.7 yards perception, a 69.5% catch rate, all with the rookie quarterback. I mean, CJ Stroud has been balling out this season. He's been playing great. He's really elevated the Texans passing offense way further than many people, myself included, thought uh, that they would be this season. Like, I thought that they would be good, but not this good, right? Now, his season-long numbers are going to regress a little bit. Nico's hitting a few big plays. He's not going to average 18.7 yards perception. He's probably not going to be hovering around 69.5% for the catch rate. Both of those will probably drop. But if we play around with the numbers a little bit, like they need to drop a lot for him to be around this 55.5 line. And that's even with Tank Dell active. Have to think CJ Stroud's probably going to throw the ball around 33 times this week. He's been at um, 30 in each of their two wins, and he's been at 35, 44, and 44 in their three losses. It's a pretty close spread this week. I do believe that they are underdogs against the Saints, but it's a close spread. It's going to flip-flop like one or two points in either direction. So I think around 33, 34 in that general ballpark is like a pretty good estimate for what he's going to be at this week. If we drop that down to 31 and a half, so we go below what we think will happen, we reduce Nico's target share from 19.25% down to 18%, which again, I don't think is going to happen, especially if Tank Dell does not play. Who are those targets going to? Robert Woods commanding a 40% target share. Uh, if we drop his yards perception down from 18.7 down to 15, we drop the catch rate down 69.5% down to 65%. Do 
all of those things together, he still projects for slightly better than the 55 and a half receiving yards. So to be clear, he can still have a good game. He can go out there, you know, struggle in the matchup, only catch 40% of the targets or close to the line of scrimmage and not do well. But I feel like all of these things happening, the catch rate dropping, yards perception dropping, his target share dropping even in a better situation. Uh, we see the pass attempts lower than we think they're going to be. If all those happen, he can still go higher in this line. So I think it's too low. Another one I like is Tajay Spears, higher than 14.5 receiving yards. Uh, he's played at least half the snaps in all but one game this season, at least four targets in all but one game this season. He's the very clear passing down back for the Titans, but they'll mix him in even in non-obvious passing down situations. And given the matchup, I mean, the Titans have not been very good this season. The game is theoretically home, but it's actually in London, so they don't get that home field advantage. Uh, Ravens are four-point favorites. They have a top-five defense. So I do think the Titans' offense is going to struggle this week. I think that Baltimore opens with a lead, pulls ahead, maintains that lead for the rest of the game. I don't think, you know... Baltimore wins by two touchdowns or anything, but I think Baltimore will be ahead and it'll force them, the Titans here, into a more trailing script for them, which isn't 25 carries from Derrick Henry. It's more of a pass-heavy game script where they're using Spears a little bit more. He's got four, three, and four receptions over the last three weeks. He's gone over this projected line in each of the last two weeks. The week before, he had less than one yards per reception. And on the season, he's actually been relatively inefficient, only four and a half yards per reception. He's an explosive player. He's a great running back. He's going to finish the season higher than four and a half yards per reception. So if that goes up, if he continues seeing, you know, four to five targets, I think he's going to be around four to five targets this week. You know, that means he's going to catch three to four of them. I think that's enough for him to finish around the 20s receiving yards or so 14 and a half. I like that. All right, final one. Um, I don't have a 20 to 1 again this week. I will post it if I can find one, but I have four. So 20 to 1 is five picks. I have four for you this week. So close here. Uh, we're not going to do the full 10 to 1 though, because in case anyone didn't know, the math works out where you should take insurance on underdog if you have four picks. So you can't do it on two picks. If you're making three picks or you're making five picks, don't turn on insurance. If you're doing four picks, like we're going to do with this one, turn on insurance. That basically means that you don't need all four to hit. You only need three of the four to hit. If only three of the four hit, you're getting a lower payout. Obviously, they're not going to just give you a free miss, right? But the math works out to even getting the lower payout on three of the four. Uh, it just, you should be doing it on four again, not on five or three. So what are the four? Uh, Ken Walker. Higher than 66.5 rushing yards. Joe Mixon, lower than 64.5 rushing yards. Joe Burrow, higher than 274.5 passing yards. And then Jamar Chase, higher than 84.5 receiving yards. How does it work out? The Seahawks rank second in rush defense DVOA, first in yards per carry allowed. They're a very difficult defense to run on this season. You look at Mixon. I think we should be trading for him in fantasy. I think the touchdowns are coming. I think that he will get more efficient later into the season when they can stop doing so many snaps from shotgun. But for right now, that's probably going to remain. Uh, and we don't care about touchdowns, right? The receiving yards are great for him. The touchdowns are great for him. I think that those are coming more in the future. But we don't care about that for this one. It's only rushing yards. He's averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He has eight total evaded tackles on the season. One breakaway run. 
He's just not doing that amazing. Now, the offensive line hasn't been fantastic, but I don't think this is the spot where he all of a sudden breaks out on the ground. This has basically been the most difficult matchup for running backs so far this season. We're very early in the season. I don't know if they're going to end the season as the hardest you know, run defense to go against, but they're very clearly difficult to go against right now, and so it's not a good spot for him. Um, I think you know, 65 in this matchup, probably not going to hit that, right? What I do think will happen is that the Bengals look at this matchup and they're like, okay, well, it is tough to run against them. We're not that great running the ball anyways. Uh, this isn't a team where we really think that we can just like, you know, take it easy and they're not going to score. Like Seattle's a good offense. They're coming off by. I think Seattle's going to put together a pretty good game this week. And so they'll probably look at that and say, well, Burrow's also getting more healthy. We already like to lean more pass heavy. We know that Chase is a superstar. Like, why don't we just throw the ball? Now, Higgins is dealing with the rib injury. Um, it It's like weird because it helps Burrow if Higgins plays, but it hurts Chase a little bit. I think the Chase line is totally fine, even if we get Higgins playing because Higgins, he can't really suffer like a setback from the injury, but it's going to be painful, right? He probably should just rest these next two weeks and not go out there, but it's going to be painful regardless. So, it, it kind of doesn't matter for us. It'll help our Burrow line. It'll hurt our Chase line, but only by a little bit in each. And what we're really looking for here is more the game script. We want the game script to play out in the way we want. We want the other side for Ken Walker behind a trash offensive line who hasn't been playing very well, but is an explosive player against a really bad run defense. We want him to hit. We want a big run at some point. Or we just want consistent, you know, five, six, seven yard carries for them to be good on the ground, for them to be consistently sustaining drives, scoring points, forcing the Bengals to look at the matchup, look at the game script and be like, you know what? We're not running it anymore. That hurts Joe Mixon. That helps Burrow. That helps Chase. And the initial catalyst for that is also someone we're taking in Ken Walker. So I think everything in this one correlates together. Again, Bengals, not a good run defense. 30th in rush defense DVOA, yards per carry allowed, yards before contact allowed. Like they're just not really forcing their way into the backfield of the opponent. And that's been the struggle for Seattle so far this season because their offensive line is banged up. They haven't been playing very well. And so Ken Walker gets contacted behind the line so much. Well, in this matchup, that's not really going to happen. So I think they're going to open up a few holes for him. And he's an explosive enough player where. He only really needs one, but if he gets a few holes this week, he's going higher than 66 and a half rushing yards. And again, it correlates with everything else. If that's how they're getting it done on the Seattle side and they're being successful, they're probably going to be decently successful in the passing attack as well. And so if everything's working well, they're definitely going to be scoring points. The touchdowns will be coming from there. And I can't think if Seattle is scoring touchdowns, you know, they're hitting into like the mid 20s, maybe the upper 20s in points scored that the Bengals are going to run the ball a lot. So take the lower on Joe Mixon, higher on Burrow and Chase. So those are nine picks that I like. I have 18 more on my website, which you can see for free. All you have to do is sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA, make a minimum $10 deposit. That's it. Underdog will match your first deposit up to $500, and then I'll email you a log into my website the following morning. So good luck to everyone this weekend. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and help subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.